Welcome to The Sale Ring, a podcast dedicated to real estate brokers, agents, and America's top auctioneers that keep the markets moving. Join your hosts, Sean and Trina, as they talk with most successful realtors, marketing and technology experts, investors, and influencers. This show is devoted to all industry professionals looking to up their game and stay up to date. Welcome to The Sale Ring. Welcome to this episode of The Sale Ring. We've got our good friend Patrick McBride from mm-hmm. Drone On Demand in the studio. Good to see you again, my friend. Yes. Good to see you guys. I can't believe you brought me back. I mean, oh, we had so much fun last time that we had to have you back. It was a controversial podcast. It was loose and crazy. And please make sure all the children have left the room if you're listening. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Earmuffs. Earmuffs. Earmuffs, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Nice. No, back by popular demand, mm-hmm. drone, drone on demand. Drone on demand. There Very you nice go. segue. Very nice segue, my friend. Yeah. How have you been? I've been great. And you know, I have to thank you guys for having me on and, and just all the support I've gotten from United Country. Yeah. Uh, you know, you let me speak at the national convention. I've gotten a bunch of new clients. I mean, awesome. I just want to tell you guys, thank you sincerely for helping and getting behind us. It's, it's been huge for us. So thank you. I'll Absolutely. tell you, had Thank those you. first three people we called responded back. Um, <laughs> we may not know. I'm just joking. Of course, God. it's been a great relationship, Patrick. It's been awesome getting to know yeah. you and your your team. And yeah. Drone On Demand is doing a tremendous amount of uh, progressive business mm-hmm. in the Kansas City and I'd say throughout the Midwest. Now you're a traveling man, right? I now. am. I'm going to see our friend Brian Rose over in Hayes, Kansas for a 800 acre shoot. Wow. You know, which is very challenging for a drone that can only get 400 feet high. But we found a way to make the prod, to make the the land very marketable, flying from all areas around the land and then using a really clever post production with graphics and moving boundary lines. And it's just fantastic. Our our newest stuff that we've done, uh, especially the United Country stuff, is just next level video production. It's been very successful. I know they did really well with that particular sale. And uh, we're going back there again to shoot the other half of the land. So we're excited. Outstanding. Where'd you say that's at? That's in Hayes, Kansas. Hayes, Kansas. Yeah, the Frisbee Land Project. Yeah. Very cool. Brian's a good man. They're doing some, uh, those guys conduct some really, really nice sales out Mm -hmm. there. They really do. Is this an auction? It is an auction. It is an auction. And then as a result of that relationship, which I got, you know, after meeting you, then I became an actual accredited educator for RLI chapter. Oh, well, congratulations. That's awesome. Thank you. Like I said, my mother was so proud of me because she's a teacher. Oh, Patrick, I'm so, I can't (laughs) believe you're teaching. Oh, geez. You know, (laughs) are you going to finally get a haircut for, you know, (laughs) get a nice suit or something? For the students. Um, And did you say, no, mom, I am who I am. I'm good. It's like, I'm almost 50. Would you leave me alone, lady? <laughs> Get off me about the hair. It's been like this since, you know, I was 19. Speaking of which, Mike, you know, and I met your big uh, head honcho at the uh, National. Uh, Mike Duffy? Mike Duffy. Nice. I met Mike Duffy at the convention. And he, and he walks up to me. He goes, dude, bold hair, man. He's like, he starts singing <laughs> a flock. Like he starts singing a flock of seagulls song. And I was like, well, you know it better than I do, man. Maybe you should. You know, it was pretty funny. Yeah, he was a cool guy. So he He's yeah. jealous of the hair, I bet. I think he was, man. Yeah. yeah, I noticed you keep glancing at my head when you're talking about <laughs> hair. Shining. 
I got a fresh, I got a fresh haircut. Nice. And, uh-huh. um, yeah. yeah she you got, got the really, one haircut. She got really, really close with the clippers. <laughs> yeah. You just got to rock it, man. Be proud of it. She skimmed the top right up here. So I got the sunroof going on right now. <laughs> sunroof. Moonroof. Oh, wow. So yeah, but that, that whole thing was instrumental, but it's, what I've been doing is, is teaching a class and, and educating realtors on how to properly and safely use this equipment. Because as we talked about before, you know, it's easy to buy a drone and, and you think, oh, it'll be, you know, they fly themselves and it's going to be fine. But the risk involved with it is just such a big deal. In fact, I had a buddy who was at the lake this weekend. I can't remember what club it was, but somebody brought a drone or hired a drone and they were flying it over the pool mm-hmm. where everyone was swimming. And people started throwing beach balls at the drone. Oh, wow. Knocked it out of the air, fell on somebody, lacerations, yeah. blood everywhere. Oh, my gosh. They had to go to the hospital. Now, was that a licensed drone guy? Probably not. It was probably just some Joe Schmo who happened mm-hmm. to have a drone. And it'll be fun. But those kind of things can happen. Yeah. You know, flyaways and those type of things. So one of the things I really educated your group on and every group that I, I talk to is that, you know, yeah, they look like toys and they seem like toys, but they're dangerous toys that yeah. can really hurt people. And if they do, the way it typically works is, you know, first they'll come after the drone pilot who probably is broke like me. And then they'll come after the real estate agent who hired the drone. The broker. And then yeah. then it goes straight to the brokerage. So it's yeah. like, you know, I think my line was everything's cool until it isn't. And I've been in rooms where I've said, how many of you are flying drones without a license and seeing 30 or 40% of them raise their hands? They're always going to go where the money's at. Right. They're going to follow the money. Right. But I can tell you now that there are some things happening with identification of drones that they're trying to push for all of them to have remote ID and, you know, towers and things will be able to see who's in the air, who's flying it. You know, typically how they can see a tail number on a plane, it'll kind of be the same thing. They can see the FAA number, who's the pilot. It's going to start to become a big deal. It's kind of a mixed blessing, I'd say. I mean, it will take down, you know, some of the smaller outfits and and operations out there, but maybe they need to be too. So, you know, just to be safe for everybody. You know, there's, there's always hacks out there, man. Well, let's be realistic. Nobody wants more government, more rules, mm-hmm. more regulations, no. but there's a place and a time for it. Right. And right. those rules and regulations are implemented where they can be most effective. That obviously is a segment of the market that's got to be regulated. Well, yeah. I mean, you just gave a great case study as to why somebody's right. enjoying a day at the pool out there and they end up getting lacerations from a drone that yes. people are throwing beach balls at. Right. You know, here's the thing. They're not going away. In fact, Google, they have a division of their company called Wing, and they were the first ever to be approved for, we talked about this last time, beyond visual line of sight. Mm-hmm. Now, to go over this rule again, I cannot operate my drone beyond my visual line of sight. The reason for that is if I needed to make any kind of evasive action to say, get out of the way of a low-flying helicopter or a plane or even a bird that, you know, a flock of birds that may be flying. Flock of seagulls. <laughs> <laughs> and I ride. Um, so, I you digress. know, <laughs> you know I, I need to be able to avoid those things and I can't avoid them if I can't see them. But Google has just now been approved for beyond visual line of sight. Well, why is that? Deliveries. Mm-hmm. Because what good is a delivery if you can see the house you're delivering to, right? Yeah. So they have to be able to fly BV loss, as they call it. And they've been approved. So 
within the next, I don't know, two to five years, you're going to see their drones dropping off packages. Interesting. So the airspace is only going to become more crowded with drones. They're not going away. And like you said, you know, when you jump on your next flight to wherever you're going, do you want that pilot to be regulated and make sure he's got his license and he knows what he's doing up there? Or, or not, yeah. <laughs> the answer is yes. Yeah. <laughs> or do you want Kurt Weirs at the at the <laughs> Kurt Weirs. We mentioned Kurt on this podcast because Patrick and Kurt have a longtime relationship from all the way from Minnesota. Poor Kurt. <laughs> no. No, Kurt's yeah, a good man. He's a good man, yeah. Yes. You're listening to the Sale Ring Podcast, taking real estate and auction to the next level. When you walked in, you brought a new yeah, drone that you're new using. Toy. Significantly smaller than the last time that I saw you. You brought in, I think the case I referred to was a two-man carry, a heavy it, carry it case. It is a heavy carry. Yeah. It is a heavy carry. And, you know, as I said to you, that as, you know, with all of our technology, it just keeps shrinking and shrinking and shrinking. And, and you know, now they're able to get a 4K camera, you know, high-def camera in a one tiny little one-inch sensor. And it's sad because, you know, that drone is a tenth of what my other drone costs, but the video quality is every bit as good. Nice. And it's safer. And as I showed you earlier, I have a device now where we can attach it to little handles and walk it inside the house. So, you know, we can get all our great drone shots. And then if we need to get any tight, you know, shots of the interior of a, of a home or a structure or, you know, artsy stuff we want to shoot on a land project, we can now handhold it and mount it and not worry about flying it unsafely. Amazing. Yeah. And the gimbal will stabilize the pictures or the video while you're walking around with that. That's correct. Amazing technology. What is that handheld piece over there? What is that called? So that's called the Katana and it's made specifically for the Mavic 2 Pro. And that that is the new drone, the Mavic 2 Pro. DJI, who is by far the 800-pound gorilla of drones right now, a Chinese company, they have abandoned those old Phantoms, the old white X-shaped one. Those are gone from the line. And now they're moving to Mavic's, a Mavic Pro, one that has a zoom lens on it, and then industrial ones that are meant for construction, law enforcement, hmm. and that kind of stuff. So that's going to be the new generation of drones, are, are those Mavics. Very cool. DJI, you said, is uh, it's a Chinese-made drone? It is. So I can't remember if I was having a conversation with somebody where I read the other day that there may be some restrictions on Chinese-manufactured drones coming into the United States. That is correct. Now, yeah. What do you know I, about that? Well, so it, I don't know. Are you guys familiar with the Huawei phones? It's spelled H-U-I-H-U-I. It has a very strange spelling. So the Chinese have their kind of version of the iPhone. It's a Mm -hmm. manufacturer called Huawei. Well, what they found out is the Huawei phones were collecting data Uh. from any users and they sell them freely in the States. You you could buy a Huawei phone if you wanted to and carry it around and have your carrier, you know, give you service. So I believe we've banned Huawei phones in the United States. Because technically they're surveillance devices. Well, DJI is a Chinese company. And all Chinese companies are owned by the Chinese government. Mm -hmm. So when I open my DJI app on my phone to fly my drone, all of that information is going to Beijing. From your drone? From the application. From the app itself. 
Talk me through how that would happen where you're taking images or video here of a property in the United States. And that data, I understand how it's being stored on a card inside of that drone. How is it making it from that card or that app to China? So the images themselves, photo and video, you know, your movie files, your JPEGs, your raw, whatever you're shooting in stores to the memory card. However, all the data about the drone is also stored internally, but then it's also beamed through the app to Beijing. Through Wi-Fi? Through Wi-Fi, yes. Yeah, using, I assume, cellular networks. That's correct. So that's how they can tell my position through my phone. And there's a little map that shows me where I'm at. So it's in constant communication. Now, what was weird is I have to do maintenance on my drones and I download a log file, a data file, Mm -hmm. and I downloaded flights that I did in 2015. And it remembered the exact flight path I took had an exact GPS of every every place I've flown, still photos from those flights, some video clips from those flights, what wow. speed, altitude, all the parameters were saved from Beijing. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I had not thought of that before. You know, I actually, I, I own a drone of my own and had never, con- and it's a DJI product, and yes. I had never considered that that data possibly is being transmitted and stored somewhere else other than what I collect right there in the drone. Yeah. So you create a a DJI user profile for your pilot, you know, who I am, I'm Patrick, and it logs how many hours you've flown, but it saves everything, everything. Interesting. Now, in 2017, the U.S. military got wise to this because they were all using DJI for special ops overseas. There was an immediate press release to all across the military. We are no longer using DJI drones. Because wow. China had instant access to, to all that material. Yeah, that's correct. That's crazy. Now DJI has become so large, they're even tied in with the FAA and they're on you know directory boards, even advising the FAA what to do. So now they're tied in with the FAA and they can see things like NOTAMs. There's something called a NOTAM, which is a notice to airmen. So if I want to fly a, let's say a shoot in downtown Kansas City, I have to check the NOTAMs to make sure that President Trump isn't flying into KCI. Because they'll put a ban and say from 12 to 3, there's a NOTAM for today. You can't operate during those hours. And that includes print planes and drones. Gotcha. But now they can see all that stuff and they're tied in with all that stuff. So with this current kind of trade war going on with China, the ban on Huawei phones, there's talk that potentially there may be a ban on DJI drones. Wow. Which would be a big problem for us. That's going to be a big problem for most people that have drones because it's by far and away the largest consumer drone product manufacturer in the marketplace. There's no, the only, I did read this today, the U.S. government has approved Parrot. Do you remember the Parrot drone? Yeah, yeah. They've approved them to work with the military now. Because apparently they're not, you know, disseminating the data. Now, DJI Possibly American-owned. It may be a U.S. manufactured drone. I don't know. I want to say they were French, if I remember correctly. But what I do know is DJI put out some press release that, no, we're not sharing things with the government, but who really knows what's happening there. But there is some amount of data that I can shut off to them now. They finally got wise and said, oh, man, we got to yeah, do gotta something. Fix this. Yeah. So there, there are some, you know, buttons and things I can select that says don't share this with DJI. My app or whatever. Yeah. But do you really know? Yeah. I mean, do we really know that Facebook isn't still watching everybody and, and suggesting things that, yeah. 
Now, does uh, China care about Brian Rose's Frisbee land thing we're going to shoot, you know, next week? Probably not. But for the people that are inspecting infrastructure and new plants and cell towers, and we've been giving that data to them for years now. So it's a very weird time, you know, for drones. And I wish an American company would step up, man. Like GoPro tried it. We just talked about this, you know, all the problems they had with their drones. And yeah, you don't know anything about that. What do you? I know something <laughs> about that. As a matter of fact, I have an interesting story, as you know about that. We're going to slip away, hear from our sponsors. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the GoPro drone experience. This is a good one. This is a good one. We'll be right back. Are you looking for heavy equipment but unsure where to start? Then you need to check out AuctionTime.com. Buying great equipment has never been easier than bidding online at AuctionTime.com. What are you waiting for? Online auctions are closing every Wednesday. So register and start bidding today. AuctionTime.com. The way to buy heavy equipment. Crude oil, natural gas, coal. Buying and selling minerals is a breeze when you have the right energy professionals on your team. Mineralmarketing.com is a leading resource for America's mineral owners. Whether you're wanting to lease or sell your mineral rights, Mineral Marketing has you covered. Mineralmarketing.com, the oil and gas marketplace. Thinking about selling a real estate investment, but worried about the taxes you'll have to pay? Property owners just like you have solved their tax issue with a Starker Services 1031 exchange. One call could save you a fortune in taxes. Call Starker Services today at 800-332-1031 or visit online at www.starker.com and keep the tax dollars working for you. Ever dream of owning a country estate, historic home, or lakefront property? Log on to unitedcountry.com. Would you like to retire to a home built on breathtaking acreage in the mountains? Unitedcountry.com. Ever dream of your own private hunting preserve? UnitedCountry.com. Over 30,000 farm, recreational, and lifestyle properties are just a click away, helping people find their American dream for over 90 years. We will help you find yours. Log on now to UnitedCountry.com and find your freedom. Man, we're back in the studio with Patrick McBride, Drone on Demand. Hello. Trina, you're working on the fun fact over there? No, I'm not working on a fun fact at all. you got to come I'm up with it. not anything productive every year. This show has got to have your fun fact of the day. We're going to give you time while you're looking that up. Uh, okay. And Patrick and I are going to talk about the GoPro Karma. Karma is a great word for that thing, by the way. <laughs> Apparently, it made me feel horrible. Well, my karma took off. <laughs> my karma <laughs> left me. Literally. I owned at one time the GoPro Karma. That's right. Sweet drone. Mm-hmm. Pop out <laughs> pop out limbs on it, you know. It uh, folded up and, and had the little snorkel on the front with the mm-hmm. gimbal. Oh, Held yeah. the GoPro Hero 5 black camera, which is a great camera. Great camera. It is somewhere out in uh, western Kansas right now. <clears throat> yeah. Whereabouts unknown. If well, you're listening to this podcast show and, you, and you're in you Western mirac- Kansas, you, you miraculously found a-, <laughs> found a GoPro Karma drone with a like new Hero 5 Black, 
Uh, enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourself. <laughs> Please delete the photos off of it. Oh, wow. And then enjoy yourself. Yeah, well, we were saying, I was saying that they had a battery issue at first, that they recalled them because the batteries were disconnecting and the things were falling out of the sky like rocks. And you said I hadn't had that problem. And then what happened? Well, I didn't. It didn't fall out of the sky like a rock in my sight, my line of sight. I'm sure when the battery ran out of power, it fell out. <laughs> but, well, I was flying that thing one day. Um, I had calibrated the compass. I went through all the rhythms that you're right. supposed to go through, and it's it's doing great. Less than a hundred feet in the air, seventy five feet in the air, looking at it, not very far away, and it just starts to kind of drift off north northwest. The more I tried to call it back, the faster it kind of picked up speed going away. And it just kind of drifted off into the sunset. I lost control <laughs> of it. And I believe uh, they call that a flyaway. That is called a flyaway. I yes. believe GoPro calls that karma. <laughs> <laughs> and they're out of business and there's nothing. You can't call them. There's no resolution here. It's just, yeah. More karma. More karma. <laughs> By the way, we're closing the door. We sold you a, a product. Wouldn't it be genius? I want you to think about this from a business model. If they're actually headed back to the manufacturer to be reconditioned and they resell them again. <laughs> <laughs> In theory, they've only got like 200 exactly. drones and they just keep selling them over <laughs> and over. It's yeah. a brilliant business yeah. strategy. It's a genius business strategy. Is uh, We're going to let them play with this for about 30 days and we're going to call it back and resell it to him because he looks like he'll probably buy it three times before he figures it out. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. I mean, you have to remember their circuits and solder at the end of the day, right? And those things break and they malfunction. And, you know, that's why I always tell people, now yours is, we, we still don't know where it landed. Odds are it's in a tree somewhere because you're in out an open area. But, you know, sometimes you're flying drones in cities and neighborhoods. And if that happens to you and you get a flyaway, it could land on somebody and really hurt them. Absolutely. It could really hurt them. And Absolutely. And I will tell you that that was a very humbling and an important lesson mm -hmm. about flying aerial drones. When that happened to me, I purposely had talked to some people in that region and made sure that we were out in the middle of rural yeah. America. Yeah. Co-ops and cafes are, those are kind of uh, hubs where people tend to congregate. Yeah. And I just dropped word and I said, listen, if anybody finds a drone out here, here's my card. And the afterthought is, in fact, somebody that worked in my office said, hey, you know, what if you went through somebody's window or you hit yeah. somebody? And they said, now they're going to know who you are. And I said, well, I don't really want to run away from that responsibility. Yeah. I said, so hopefully it lands out in the middle of a field. There's a lot more yeah. of those out here than right. there are people. Yeah. But on the same token, is it is kind of an awakening experience, yes. and you think about that a lot harder. How important what we're going to talk about in this next segment of the show, when we get into FAA regulations, mm -hmm. some of the new updates, things that are going on, and being insured and being protected. That's the biggest takeaway. And when I spoke to your agents with United Country, a lot of them didn't realize that like any other business, you carry liability insurance. But with us specifically, I have to carry a special aviation liability insurance that's unwritten by an aviation company, Berkeley Aviation in my case, that protects my clients when I'm flying on their behalf. Because as I said, the chain of lawsuits goes, drone pilot, who hired drone pilot? Mm -hmm. who, who does that person work for? Yeah. So, you know, if they hire a pilot that doesn't have an aviation reliability insurance that covers them as a co-insured, as a client, 
you could potentially have your brokerage and you're talking millions of dollars, you know, whether, you know, worst case scenario, obviously it hits somebody and injures them and puts them in a hospital or it could hit a windshield of a car and cause, I mean, there's so many potential what ifs. So again, as I said, and you, you experienced it, it's, it's cool until it isn't. And the karma wasn't cool. The karma was not cool. (laughs) It was, it was, uh, it was abrupt. It was very, very rough, rough bout of karma that day. What's the name of the company for our listeners out there? What's the name of the insurance company that you said that you're using? There's a ton of them, actually. So, okay, and I, that was I my next question yeah. is, how hard is it for a business that has aerial drones to find insurance? It's not tough at all. However, it is expensive. Now, there are some companies that are going to require certain limits. We did a shoot at the Kansas Speedway. They would not even let me operate on their premises unless I could prove that I had $5 million in general liability insurance wow. for my yeah. drone. Because apparently ESPN crashed a drone right into their press box in the past. So they've had incidents and flyaways and lots That's of an connection. important mistake. Yep. Yeah. And they're yeah. downtown. Right. You know, and that's close to the airport. Yes, sir. So, you know, all these things come into play. But there are some changes. There are some new safety measures that have come out. For example, that little car or the DJI uh, Mavic 2 that has collision avoidance sensors all around at 360. There's a lot of like little glass eyes or dots that are on different. Is that what those are? Those are sensors? Those are vision sensors, much like what you see in a Tesla. They're little cameras that see, you know, in kind of black and white, but see obstacles. So for example, if I lose connection with this drone, like what happened with your karma, it'll make, try to make a beeline home or wherever it's headed. But if it sees an obstacle, it will literally lift up and avoid that and go around it. So tree limbs, buildings, it'll move itself to a clear path. Wow. It's amazing how smart that technology is. It's really cool. But it's the same sensors you're seeing in the cars that are on the highway. Very cool. The Sail Ring, online at www.thesailring.com. So the regulatory body over all of this is uh, the Federal Aviation Administration. The FAA, correct. Yeah. Not to be confused with the FFA. Yeah. Definitely not. <laughs> I heard I heard a speaker one time giving a drone a speech about drones and he more than once and, and I know that it was a, it was just, just a, a mispronounce yeah. on his it's a slight mistake, <laughs> but it was hilarious. We were in the back of the room and he said, and another thing, you're gonna be watched heavily by the FFA. <laughs> and the future farmers of America. Let me tell you are something. The you. FFA doesn't jack around now. They won't mess around with you. And wait until the FIFA gets involved. They'll really kick your butt. Not FIFA. <laughs> FIFA. FIFA. But it was uh, it was comical to say the least. The FAA is the regulatory body. You gave us a lot of great information in a previous show that we did with you. Any updates over the last year since then? Yeah, there are some there are some changes and the rules and regulations are constantly shifting. They're trying to stay on top of it because as of now, there are more drones than there are personal aircraft owned. So how do they work these things into the sky? How do they get Google involved so they can, you know, operate safe and not collide with aircraft and other drones and people and those types of things? So they had a pretty kind of 10 commandments kind of rule they put out at first, just like the constitution, they have to write amendments and make changes. And one of the things I'm not allowed to do on a federal level, which so many times I wanted to do it is flight over people. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
Now that even includes flight over active traffic ways. So I can't so no highways fly my like drone that. down 35 because if we had a flyaway and it hit somebody's windshield, big problem. So I have to plan my flight paths when I work for my clients. But I've worked concerts and things where, man, how cool would it be to just fly over the tops of everybody's heads right up to the band that's playing on stage and get an epic shot. Right now, you're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to fly over unprotected non-participants. But they're talking about allowing that based on the weight of the drone. So what they're doing is studies and tests to find out how much damage that little drone would do to somebody if to it somebody's to, skull if it hit the back it of it. If it were to fall. Really? <laughs> that's kind of crazy. <laughs> Isn't it? That's what they're doing, right? That's, that's yeah. basically what they're doing. Yeah. I saw an episode of that similar to that with drones on Mythbusters. Yeah. yeah. They were flying the drones into, into things like into necks. Things. Yeah, yeah. Into people's necks, you know. I'm trying to <laughs> quit, and they weren't real people. Well, yeah, they were it was, like the pig guy, yeah. The ballistic gel dummies. Yes. And yeah, yeah, those guys did it up and they had real blood running through yeah. it. But the big drones did cut through the necks. Yes, the they did. The ones with the carbon fiber blades that cut yeah. right through them. So Ninja blades. Ninja blades, man. With carbon fiber blades. They sell them. Typically, the drones don't come with carbon fiber blades. However, you can go on eBay and in two seconds order a set of carbon fiber blades. They cut like a hot knife through butter. These props, they'll break if they hit resistance. They're just light plastic. I, that's typically why I don't use carbon fiber blades. Even though they say there's a slight performance increase, to me, it's not worth it to, yeah. to use that. But to each their own. But the FAA is trying to figure out which drones are small enough to fly over people. And then the ones that are heavier, what kind of safety systems can we involve? So now there's all these third-party companies coming out selling parachute systems. Oh, wow. So like for my big boy, I brought in Big Bird, the Inspire 2. They make this elaborate parachute system, a couple different companies that will fire off and bring it gently down to the ground, hopefully. But the FAA still hasn't picked a system yet that they approve. So I'm kind of waiting to see what the FAA says. We deem this system safe, and then I'll buy that for my drone. Gotcha. Have you had any incidents like that with drones where they have fell out of the sky or not necessarily into people? I mean, you know, have you have you had any incidents in your career that you've lost control of one? Or- yes. Yeah, I've I've done some property videos with some larger towers where I've flown on another side of a tower and it disconnected. And you can tell the drone in your menus what to do if you disconnect. You can tell it either to wait there for you and just hover, or you can tell it to come home. So you have a choice on what you want it to do if you do get a disconnect. That same seminar, it was a land seminar. I'm saying that the speaker kept referring to the FAA as the FFA. He did bring up something that was interesting. A question was posed about large concerts or events how are they getting these close-up shots that go right up to the stage? And he said, actually, the way that they're doing those is those cameras are on wires. Yeah. Just like and the stadium. Just like the and they're, stadium They're NFL stadium shots. cameras, and yeah. they're running those cameras back and forth on wires that have already been preset. It's almost like zip lines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he said, those are not going to fall out of the sky and, or, or right. hit somebody in the head. They're, right. They're up high enough, and they're on a track, basically, right. on that wire. On a, they're, they're, It's like a guide wire, that, and they use them at any, every end. NFL game now. But, you know, I think if they do get an approved safety system, you're going to see them switch over to that, you know. 
Which will be cool. Imagine the angles that they'll get on like things like the NFL games and stuff like that. If oh, it's not just a wire some... going straight down the middle. I yeah. guess that would be the limiting. That what Trina just said is on a wire, you're only going to get that one series. Yeah, of one and I mean, you might get 360 shot. of that one track, but mm-hmm. yeah. you're not getting in the middle and down. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, it's interesting to see what happens. But, what about um, the protectors on the blades? A lot of times they have some kind of a, a, a hoop system right. that keeps it prop guards that keep mm-hmm. it from bumping in. I'm, I, I assume those make them somewhat safer. I've used them before. I, I did a, a shoot for a client and I actually had like a cage that encircled the whole prop and it did affect the flight characteristics of it slightly. And it made it really super loud and kind of clumsy to fly. But you know, if it would have crashed on somebody, it w- would not have cut them because the blades were completely encased in a cage on the top and the bottom. Mm. A full little cage. It was pretty neat, but they do sell those. Yes, but it'll affect the the performance. It does affect the flight characteristics, but you got to weigh safety over you know whatever. We were flying uh, for a company down in Branson that has you know zip lines and all these things inside, climbing towers and stuff for kids, Mm -hmm. and there were kids everywhere, and I just refused to fly unless I had those those prop guards on. So that was a, a nice thing for that. The other thing they're changing is night operations. Because as of now, I have to stop operating 30 minutes before official sunset, and I can't operate until 30 minutes after official sunrise. So there's some times you could get some epic night shots of the city or a property or what, you know, you could do some cool stuff. And typically there was a long waiver process involved for that. Now they're talking about just doing some extra testing for guys like, you know, accredited pilots. And they'll allow me to fly at night with a with a beacon. So like a little red flashy light on it or something. Yeah, they yeah. they've got these super bright strobes that you mm-hmm. can see for like miles. You know, like a, typically what you see on an airplane when you look up in the yeah. sky and you see those little strobes <laughs> on it. Same type of thing for drones. Something external that you would mount to the yes. drone. Yes, I actually have one because we have done a few night operations that we were approved for. But I can tell you, flying at night is a way different animal. You lose. You lose line of sight a lot faster, I'm sure, too. And you, yeah. you do. And there's distortions that happen uh-huh. when you can't fully see three dimensions of the aircraft. It happens to pilots. They're trained in mm-hmm. night flying is a little more advanced than, you know, daytime operations. So same type of thing with drones. Awesome. Great stuff yeah. so far, Patrick. We're going to slip away. We're going to hear from our sponsors. We'll be back in just a few minutes. Trina is going to have the fun fact no, of the day I'm when not. we come back. Ever dream of owning a country estate, historic home, or lakefront property? Log on to unitedcountry.com. Would you like to retire to a home built on breathtaking acreage in the mountains? Unitedcountry.com. Ever dream of your own private hunting preserve? Unitedcountry.com. Over 30,000 farm, recreational, and lifestyle properties are just a click away, helping people find their American dream for over 90 years. We will help you find yours. Log on now to unitedcountry.com and find your freedom. Crude oil, natural gas, coal. Buying and selling minerals is a breeze when you have the right energy professionals on your team. Mineralmarketing.com is a leading resource for America's mineral owners. Whether you're wanting to lease or sell your mineral rights, Mineral Marketing has you covered. Mineralmarketing.com, the oil and gas marketplace. 
Are you looking for heavy equipment but unsure where to start? Then you need to check out AuctionTime.com. Buying great equipment has never been easier than bidding online at AuctionTime.com. What are you waiting for? Online auctions are closing every Wednesday. So register and start bidding today. AuctionTime.com, the way to buy heavy equipment. Thinking about selling a real estate investment but worried about the taxes you'll have to pay? Property owners just like you have solved their tax issue with a Starker Services 1031 exchange. One call could save you a fortune in taxes. Call Starker Services today at 800-332-1031 or visit online at www.starker.com and keep the tax dollars working for you. And we're back in the studio with Patrick McBride, Drone On Demand. We're having great conversations. <laughs> yeah, we're right having now. wonderful time, conversations. During time. the break, we've got interesting stuff coming up. Let's talk, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about drone technology. What's new out there with drone technology? Because I know that stuff's advancing by leaps and bounds. It is. And, you know, the big thing is, and this is even new for planes, that uh, there's a technology called ADSB. Alpha Delta Sierra. Bravo. Bravo. Check. Roger. And um, that is something that's in planes. It's kind of like a next level of radar. They used to use radar pings. And ADSB is more of a GPS-related, and I hope I'm getting this right, positioning system for aircraft. And they use they already use them in all airliners. But they're going to make it mandatory for private pilots and planes to have ADSB equipped. By 2020, yeah. and DJI is following suit and putting ADSB in all their drones. their drones. So I will see if there's a plane or helicopter nearby me when I'm flying. Well, and won't that make it easier? So next time Sean's drone flies off the field, he might actually be able to find it. It may. It may. I don't know. I mean, this is Sean we're talking about. I am. This is true. <laughs> Well, and we're talking about a different drone. Because it won't be it the flies, karma this time. Because when it flies off and you can't find it, there won't be a second time for that one. That's, yeah. That one's yeah. over. That's hilarious. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. And then, you know, I think they're going to keep advancing. As car self-driving technology advances, they're going to continue to advance some of the things the drones can do in terms of automated flights, collision avoidance, flying beyond line of sight. I'm still trying to figure out how they're going to do the Google deliveries, though, because, I mean, you know, trees and foliage kind of change and you're talking beyond line of sight. I'm trying to figure out how they're going to make that happen. And then how are they going to prevent like a kid from throwing a T-shirt up in mm-hmm. the into the rotors or whatever and bringing it down? Pulling it's it down be, and then stomping it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like something exactly. you'd see at a county fair in Minnesota. <laughs> Yep. <clears throat> that one goes out to our good friend in Minnesota, if you're listening. <laughs> We're on to you, brother. Yeah. So I yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to figure that out. But there's just some incredible things happening. And then I truly think you're gonna see, you know, air taxi kind of drone stuff mm-hmm. happening, you know, in the next 10 years. Interesting. Yeah, that's um hard for me to get my head wrapped around how they're going to actually travel with a package to a known location without well he's talking about picking people up right yeah you'll definitely see that yeah you'll definitely see that yeah that's interesting i know some of the big aircraft manufacturers even bell helicopter is working on more of a quad copter configuration that they're using for short taxi hops Hmm. and you know lift and and those companies are already on to that wow you know how do we get a uh, air taxi to fly from manhattan to 
across the Hudson to a location there within a certain amount of minutes mm-hmm. and avoid traffic altogether. That's where it's headed. Let's get it right with the packages first. Yeah. Right. Let's have them drop some T-shirts out of the air a couple times before we get humans involved. Exactly. Well, I mean, if you think about it, what can they really carry that's going to be efficient? They're not going to carry a 50-pound coffee table, mm-hmm. well. right? They're not going to drop <laughs> ship coffee that ta- to your house. He so pointed to our coffee table. It's, uh, <laughs> it's a our cardboard box. box. <laughs> it's a cardboard box. Actually, We're getting fancy in here. Actually, it it's college fancy. furniture. It is. You didn't. This is from the college dorm is collection. Is that Ikea? Was that hard to build? <laughs> yeah, <it's>, um, <laughs> We like to shop at Ikea, but not actually inside the store. If you go, out, if you yeah, go, go out back and they go got out all the, the free furniture and, you want. Yeah, Just if you're wondering what the studio looks like, it's all pallets and cardboard boxes in here. That's exactly <laughs> the way we like it. It's kind of got that uh, urban motif. Shabby, shabby, chic. shabby chic. I like it. <laughs> shabby chic. I'm going to cabbage onto that. Yeah, I do yeah. like that. All right. So yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see. I think it's high value, low weight items will be delivers, and they've done yeah. the first organ deliveries. I mean, you know, this is just the beginning of what we're gonna see. So interesting. Yeah. So they've yeah. like delivered, or like you're talking from hospital to hospital. Yes, but again, it was all about getting around that regulation of it's flown beyond our site. Mm-hmm. So they need to have systems they trust, and it's software and electronics peoples. I mean, things are going to happen. They're going to go wrong. Yeah. So we'll see. As we saw with Tesla, right? I mean, first couple of cars on the market did really badly for a while. Right. From what I understand, they have a problem stopping quickly because both of the people that died in the Tesla accidents, they weren't, they, it was semis that were stopped. Yeah. Yeah. And I think they downloaded the data and found out that guy had only had his hands engaged autopilot for maybe eight minutes. And then he went underneath the, the semi. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's hard for me to feature myself driving a car, allowing a car to drive me and me not have control <clears throat> of that car. Right. I can't wait for it. And that may be I because can't wait. I'm a control Listen, I freak. travel a lot for basketball tournaments and stuff like that. And if I can just, you know, Take do Sudoku in the side of the car while it's driving and I don't have to pay attention, I can't wait. And no offense, but you're not near tall enough to play basketball. So there's a lot of holes in that story right out of the gate. Yep. Yeah. What's, what's we, we don't need to elaborate. I've already told you what, why I travel for basketball. I've got a kid that plays basketball. She's a big fan. She likes sports players. Really hey, don't. I'm going to go see LeBron. Oh, stop. <laughs> There's plenty of trips I've been on. I'd be like, oh, it'd be so nice. To take yeah. Just going to Colorado. That's a nine hour trip from here. Flat Kansas all the way across, nothing to see. You can just take a nap instead and wake up and you're there. Beautiful. It's going, I'm telling you, As one person said, they drove off the road. They fell asleep, drove off the road. They went 20 miles before they realized it. (laughs) That would be pretty easy (laughs) to do. It's just flat out there. (laughs) There's flat and there's nothing else going on. I think what they're going to do is they're going to network the cars together. So I think they're trying to ensure safety in numbers. So they're talking about it syncing up with a a pack of cars. So it'll be like a train of cars, essentially. Correct. Hmm. Correct. So they're locking together in a set pattern. Those will break out when they need to break out. So think of like going down 35 north or south and you see a pack of 10 cars just locked at a fixed distance. So it'll literally be like getting on a train of like 10 cars. It's just yeah. you've got your own train cars. Yeah, I think that's going to, we're going to see that. We're going to see that soon. I that can't cool. wait. <laughs> it sounds like those old... 
why I keep saying train is because I also have a four-year-old at my house and he's got those trains that have like magnets on them. And that's what it sounds like to me. Yeah. It's going to magnetize together and go down the highway. Absolutely. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be cool. Tell your friends you get your information on the Sail Ring Podcast Show. What I've been trying to do is, is if, you know, if people are using, using the drones, I just want them to be safe. And I, I don't care whether they use our company or not. But just to make sure that, you know, their their provider is, first of all, licensed, can mm-hmm. give them a copy of their FAA license, give them a copy of their insurance. Mm-hmm. You know, those are the just the two big takeaways because every big company we're working with now, those things are just mandatory out of the gate. And I don't think a lot of, of realtors and, and agents and, and brokers and stuff realize that I got to ask for these things. Like I said, there are a lot of guys out there just doing their own thing and getting paid and no one's asking questions and that's fine until until it's not not. until karma kicks in (laughs) that's right yeah well it's like any industry you know do uh, whatever you want to do just don't screw it up for the rest of us Mm -hmm. (laughs) right (laughs) Right. i mean the reality is is we we have regulations and in place and and we don't need more right we don't go out there and create issues that are going to cause us to be over regulated in that industry well, I mean, it's even like I always say, you know, the analogy is like real estate. You know, if you've spent the time and had the wherewithal to get your license and become an agent mm-hmm. and and you went to school and you paid for it and you've got all this great knowledge and then you find out, you know, Joe Schmo next door is I'm selling real estate. Yeah. Oh, when did you get your license? Well, I don't have one. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> you, get exactly. a little, you get a little irritated yeah. about that. So, yeah. Trina, what did we come up with for a fun fact of the day? Well, somebody tried to tell me something about some tortoises on break, but I'm actually, not the tortoise go there. thing was pretty. It's cool. not that cool, Sean. <laughs> All right, it well, we're going to let our listeners decide on that one. Go ahead with your fun fact. All right, the oldest "your mama" joke was discovered on a 3,500-year-old Babylonian tablet. 3,500 years ago, they inscripted, like, carved into a tablet a "your mom" joke. That's the oldest "your mom" joke. Are you Which sure means that, they probably went back even further because that's just the first recording. Are you one. sure that that joke's not the joke? Ye old mama was an ass. This is courtesy <laughs> of thefactsite.com. Oh, so take it for what you with will. A asp. Asp. <laughs> Ye old Yeah, I don't know what the joke was. I don't think it said what the joke was. Well, here's something I saw the oh, other wait, day. And I mentioned does. it to her. And for some reason, they didn't. Uh, Trina did not think this was as cool as I did. But Charles Darwin, his personal <laughs> pet tortoise. Didn't die until recently. Charles Darwin. Think about that for me. <laughs> he made it out. sound so cool, guys. Let me tell you. I'm going to do my Look, best. That's a, it's an it. interesting fact. I'm not going to say it's not, but your mom thinks way better. Charles Darwin brought, <laughs> brought back. I, I'm going to finish this. He brought back a five-year-old tortoise. He named Harriet. She outlived her adopter by 124 years, ultimately making it, the tortoise, a whopping 176 years old. She outlived her final years as part of the Steve Crocodile Hunter Irwin in Australia family, and she passed away in 2006, which is a few years ago, but not 176 years ago. That's a long time. So she lived with Steve Irwin. I know. Family? That's what I, yeah. I was like, oh, you didn't tell me that part. That's way more interesting of a fact now. Really? Yes. The fact that the tortoise lived with Steve Irwin's yes. family is more interesting than, than it was Charles it was Darwin's <laughs> Originally, family. yeah, it uh, is. <laughs> There, so this show is for all age brackets <laughs> out there, not just Trina's. What are you, late twenties, early twenties? We can say that. I like that number. I'll, I'll That's down way off, level. but I like I'll it. I'll bring it down another level. I like turtles. Oh, I like it. <laughs> oh, 
zombie kid. kid. I love that kid. That kid was hilarious. Patrick, as always, it's great to it have really you in the studio, Thank my you guys friend. So this much. is a wonderful yeah. time. How do our listeners find you? So they can find our website at www.droneondemand.com. And then, of course, we're on Facebook and all the other. And I hear that you're going to be speaking again this year at the National Auction Summit. That yes, is correct. Yes. In Kansas City, that, that is, where's my notes? Where? September 9th and 10th at there the RGC Casino, She's nationalauctionsummit.com. September we'll 9th and 10th. Well, we'll look forward to seeing you out there. It's here in Kansas City. We'll swing by. And uh, as always, thank you for being on the show. Thank you, guys. Always a pleasure. Always a good time. Yeah. We look forward to seeing you next time inside the sale ring. This episode has ended, but your journey to greatness continues. To access all resources and links mentioned in today's show, head over to www.thesailring.com now. That's www.thesailring.com.